0: you're now tuned in to another opinionated episode of the second opinion podcast covering every topic in the world of gaming that we can think of gaming is our passion and podcasting is our profession celeb and bolts podcasting since 2011 the second opinion podcast starts now
1: Hey, well, it's been some time, but the podcast has returned. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 next time, he-man, <laughs> next time. By the power of school <laughs> uh, What's up, guys? Welcome. Oh, snarf, snarf. <laughs> snarf, That's,
0: that's ThunderCat, I think. Oh, it that is. Little fur, that little oh, furry God, creature.
1: Oh, my God, cat. I think his name was Snarf, wasn't it? it uh, yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible creature. But Thundercats was awesome. Oh. Uh, Thundercats! Oh. Thundercats are on the road. Thundercats the the Anyways, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Episode number... 325 it is your boy celeb back again with my partner in crime bolts what's up my bro Ch-ch-ch-cow, what's up happenings oh uh, you know how it is so uh your boy finally got some time off i uh, got to relax a little bit and uh get my mind right and stuff uh we did record an episode i think we already recorded 325 but um yeah i just didn't upload it in time because of work so you know, it's always something with it's you. It's always something, but that's not going to be the case anymore. Uh, I've got a new focus-driven mindset, and I'm uh, I'm pretty excited um, about what is to come. Been posting some good articles and stuff on Centrelinks, <clears throat> so make sure to check us out at Cynelinks.com. Posting an article about uh, parenting and um, gaming, and I had a pretty. Um, pretty short conversation with a father here in the local area about how he was sick and tired of his kids always playing Fortnite and um being real into esports and all this other stuff and he just doesn't understand it to try to explain it to him and explain how big a big of a thing it is now and how you know they can make you know really good money and make a good career out of it he just wasn't hearing it so i had some opinions to share so head on over to cinelinks and check out my article there but Let's go ahead and get down into it. What have uh, we been gaming, and how has life been treating you, So, Bolts? What's up? What man's? you been gaming, and how has life been what treating? What have you? I been gaming?
0: Let's see. Um, I've got a four core rotation right now, bro. Um, of course, um, Call of Duty is a is is a faithful live stream every day. Yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, I started. Um, I really was digging into it, and I'm really I'm about eighty hours into it now. Yeah. Um. But, I will say it has somewhat taken a back seat the past week. Wonder why. Um, um, of course, I'm, I'm fully balls deep in the MLB The Show 21. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally got uh, uh, called up to the show. Okay. Um, the Rangers traded me to Milwaukee. <laughs> and like three weeks later, I got pulled up to play third base for Milwaukee. So, I'm oh, in the majors okay. right now. Yeah. There you go. Um, and then, of course, the Legendary Edition itself was released the last week. And I've been... A going all out on Mass yeah. Effect, man.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, um, I have, uh, as I said, I was on vacation, so I've been relaxing a good chunk. I've been doing a lot of gaming. Uh, played through Resident Evil uh, Village. Fantastic game. Uh, I'm going to be sharing my thoughts on that soon. Um, really done well by Capcom, man. I mean, graphically, the game was just stupendous. Um, the overall story of Ethan Winters and Lady Dimitres and... Uh, Mother Miranda and all this. other I mean, it was just nuts from, from start to finish. Um, I have to say, I don't think the game was as scary as 7, but I think that I enjoyed it more than 7. I think there was more... It felt like there was a more gripping story in this one than what there was in 7. There just wasn't as many jump scares, but I can't say there wasn't jump scares because there was. There was definitely some times I was like, holy shit. But uh, I had a lot of fun with that. I'll be sharing my opinions on that soon. Um, Been playing through Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. uh, Really, really grinding away, trying to get the battle pass completed. Um, I've been doing uh, daily quests um, pretty much every day. Um, Fortnite is taking a big backseat, man. I mean, uh, I was... I don't don't blame you. I was really into it. You know, like the quests that they were doing, um, it was really great. I was really excited for the primal season and stuff. And honestly, like... I don't know man it, it it's I've kind of just fallen out of of lust with the game because it just it's like now it's just it went from having really cool quest of of doing or whatever else and I've I think I it's probably because I've gotten to the point of completing most of them um and um uh, it, it just I don't know uh, the the other games in my life have taken the main seat so with, with that being said, of what I was saying about Call of Duty, I've also been playing Warzone. Um, I haven't been playing much with Elvin and, and Mr. Big and Jonah and Jesus and them, but I've been playing Plunder a lot, and um, I've been doing fairly well um, back and forth between Call of Duty. Um, getting excited for some upcoming content that we're going to talk about <clears throat> later in the show, but... Um, I've just been having a lot of fun with it, dude. Uh, I've been um, really trying to manage my weapons well. um, Been using my... Finally using my XP tokens the way I need to.
0: and um, I got like 83 XP tokens that I don't ever use. Bro, I had
1: like 27, I think, (laughs) and I finally started using them. And it really helped me upgrade um, pretty quickly. And not just the battle pass, but just my level overall. I think today I went from like a level... Uh, or in the last three days, I went from a level 80 to a level 107. And I'm like, I think on the Battle Pass, I'm at tier 95. So I only have like five or six more and then I'm completed with a Battle Pass. But um, I've just been having a lot of fun with it, dude. Uh, they, the In the Battle Pass, there's this really great blueprint for the MP5. Um, and I was like, I'm not going to use that. But I started using it and I mean, dude, the fire rate on that gun is ridiculous. Um, and also the bullfrog, I got this, um, I got a, like a bundle pack that had this really cool, like Russian missile look to the, to the bullfrog and also the, um, one of the marksman's rifles. And, uh, it's just, oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. It was AK 47. And, um, I've, I'm telling you, man, that thing is a straight up beam in this game. It is really, really fun. But another weapon that I, that I unlocked, for call of duty Warzone was a ram seven there's this uh there's a, a pack with a ram seven i was watching somebody stream the other day and they had this ram seven on Warzone. and i mean dude that thing was like on point so i was like okay well let's see what i need to do to unlock it now i mean dude like the ridiculous like quest just to unlock yeah. i mean ridiculous challenges so i was like okay well how much is it? and i think the total pack was like 2400 COD points, but it came with like, you know, two different weapons. It came with all different types of stuff. So I got that and uh, I've been really using that. It's actually like this blossom pack and uh, it's like a cherry blossom pack. (laughs) So it's got this cherry blossom like Asian design on the side of it. And like when you shoot them, like it it has the tracer packs, but it like hits them with cherry blossoms. It's hilarious, bro. But Um, i've really been playing a lot of that and as what bolt said i've been really diving into mass effect legendary edition and we're gonna you know basically gush over the experience that we've had with this amazing remaster from bioware um, coming up on the uh, end of show topics but let's go ahead and dive down into our top gaming news so bolt's you got a pretty good topic at first. Uh, yeah, um, it,
0: it, it deals with Take-Two and plans for uh, for some release between now and March of like 2024, I think it is. Um, they plan on releasing about 21 to 40 games between now and March of 24. And unfortunately, GTA 6 is most likely not going to come out this year. Um, and we say that because GTA 5 is fixing to be released to ps5 and xbox uh series x and so on and so forth
1: it's really weird to me that people would have thought that gta 6 was coming out this year like this no for real for shockingly real. And, weird. And, and
0: as as huge as gta 5 continuously is on a daily yeah. basis i mean it's up to 140 uh, 145 million copies sold yeah. since 2013 that's a lot of damn games bro
1: yeah i just i'd technically as i said just don't understand how anybody could have thought that game was coming out this year
0: no 100 percent, because there's zero zero talk about it at any point yeah at any time and and i i heard and read some people like hey gta 6 may get announced at d3 no it ain't, ain't happening, happening homies um let's see let's see uh take two interactive announces plans to release a total of 21 games between now and the end of the fiscal year in march of 22 um, unfortunately, it looks like, of course, GTA Six is not going to be one of them. While we don't know the names of all these games, um, existing announcements, trends, and Take Two's own analysis can help us break down exactly what to expect. Pro Take Two's analysis for these games are immersive core releases. Um, what does immersive core release mean to you?
1: Uh, I have no clue.
0: I mean, either. I don't. I don't know if it's it's one of like some of their major titles or what. <laughs> you know. Um, big I'm RPG titles. Yeah. yeah, for real. Um, with uh, two from new franchises and two from existing franchises. One of the games from new franchises is likely the new NFL game coming out. Uh, to the partnership of Take-Two announced with the league last year for a non-simulation football game experience. Now, personally, I don't know what that is, but it sounds incredibly dumb. <laughs> who's who's non- developing? Uh, uh, Take-Two.
1: No, no, like no. who... Who's the studio that's actually making the game? Take-Two is just... Oh, no, one. I'm
0: physically to get there. Oh, okay. I'm fishing to get there. <laughs> I just... A non-simulation football game experience now. But what does
1: that mean? Like an arcade football experience the, the, only,
0: the, the only That's the only thing I can think of. Something like Blitz. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if it's a NFL head coach again. Oh, or, bro or so or some or some, or some mad, maddening anyways anyways that's just it just blows my mind yeah um because honestly if it's not madden or you know because they can't really do um 2k 2k right now because because yeah. madden nfl ea have all the rights until the end of the year and so so forth mm-hmm. so anyways <laughs> the nfl simulation football experience is supposed to be made by gearbox
1: <laughs> what that's shocking to me. One hundred percent. I
0: mean, the only thing I can say is you know, Gear, Gearbox's um, home is here in the state of Texas, right? Yes. Okay, that's about all I can say is that it it, it could do football because it is in the state of Texas. Yeah. Um. So other than that, I don't. I don't know.
1: Uh, it, it, it just this decision just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't because, because it's like, <laughs> I mean, Gearbox is great. You know, yeah. Borderlands is a great series, um, but
0: Gear, it, no, no, it's just it, the, the, the name Gearbox does not does not resonate in, in, in sports by any means. I agree. Um, so far, the two existing franchises is, of course, WWE 2K22 and, of course, the new um, NBA 2K game, whenever that gets released, mm-hmm. probably sometime in the holiday season. Um, let's see what else we got. Unfortunately, once again, it tells us that GTA 6 is not coming the calendar year, which we kind of figured. Of um, the remaining 21 releases between now and March, one is an already announced independent game, Oli Oli World from Private Division. Ten are free to play mobile games. Six um, are from new franchises. Four from existing franchises, and the remaining six are re-releases of existing games. So, most likely platform ports or or something similar to that. Yeah. Um, so, Take-Two also projected as fiscal years of 23 and 24, um, saying it plans to release over 40 games. So, basically, between now and March of 24, they plan on releasing 40 games. That's insane. It is insane. Uh, including 19 immersive core releases, uh, seven which are sports sims, let me say, I was trying to go over this in my head. Seven sports sims Let me think game. about
1: that. Who, um, I got to look up who all take Two owns.
0: Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm over here trying to think of like soccer, rugby, cricket, um, tennis, golf, of course, uh, um, basketball, wrestling, you know, maybe an MMA game somewhere in there. I'm not sure.
1: They own, they own 2K.
0: Well, yeah, but, uh, so... I know for a fact that it'll be golf, wrestling, and 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 basketball, but I don't know anything else, unless unless they get rights to the to no they don't because that that contract is come is lasting for like five years, um, so there'll be no baseball from them. So I really don't know what seven sports games they plan on pushing out. Me either. Um, and four uh seven sports sim games and four of which are free to play. That's uh, gonna be mobile games. I got you. So basically three you know physical games on the consoles yeah uh take two is also planning to release five independent games most likely uh through private division itself 10 free to put 10 free to play mobile games four mid-core games three of which uh will be sports oriented and three re-releases of existing games goodness gracious uh these are fewer details uh there are fewer details here but it seems much much more likely that gta 6 once again they tell us again the six will not will not slot into the nineteen uh, immersive core releases. Um, let's see. As a no, I don't need all that jazz. So basically, from now until March two thousand twenty-four, Take Two um, plans on releasing forty games, um, re-releases, mobile games, sports games, immersive core games, mid-core games.
1: Maybe it's another Outer Worlds. That was up- Obsidian. No. Wasn't it? Mm-mm. Outer Worlds was Obsidian. Obsidian, but I mean, Private Division.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true, too. But
1: Obsidian is owned by... Microsoft. Microsoft now. Yep. So, anyways, um Ooh. 40 games... God, it's such a branch. It's like it is. like it 2 owns Private Division. Private Division published Outer Worlds. So, but... Yeah, okay. Never mind. So, yeah. Obsidian made Outer Worlds, but I wonder if Private Division owns the rights... To outer worlds.
0: <laughs> My brain is melting. A little action sketch going on. <laughs> so 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 the core thing here is 40 games between now March of 24. They've got a list of all the games that they don't want to name apparently yeah. besides wrestling and basketball. Um oh and all the all world. <laughs> um and of course once again probably for the 18th time no gta 6 in 2019 yes i
1: mean it's re let's re-say that it's not coming out i i would honestly say the game is not going to come out until like 2023
0: oh for real bro yeah i mean if they're just if they're re-releasing gta 5 to the new consoles yeah they'll at least let that year and you know what's
1: crazy is that whenever they first announced that gta 5 was coming to ps5 and xbox uh Series X and S, everybody was like, "Oh, awesome. You know, that means mm-hmm. they're going to have more online content." So now like all these rumors, of course, were out and about. And, you know, there's possibility, you know, E3's right around the corner and oh my god, everyone's freaking out. "Oh, what if they announce Grand Theft Auto 6?" It ain't going to happen. Bro. Nope. A- if anything, I could see them showing a trailer and it's like in development. You know what I'm saying? Like 100%. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they're not going to they're not going to show off gameplay. They'll probably announce um, since it's coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X and S, they'll probably announce some new um, new online content that's coming to the game or something like that. But it's not going to be anything crazy. Nope.
0: I mean, nope. Nope.
1: Um, so moving on to the next topic at hand. Um, so there's a really big merger going on right now with AT and T, Warner Media, and Discovery. Um, and with this merger WB games will be affected by this merger It has been revealed that some Warner uh, brother interactive games will be affected by the Warner Media and Discovery merger as of now It is unclear how this change will impact the titles that Warner brother interactive has in development or independently uh, publishing Warner Brothers interactive is known for most like uh, mostly for its license games as of you know, a ton of different games: Batman, Harry Potter, right. Mortal Kombat, right. so on and so forth. It says IGN has reported. Uh, IGN reports uh, in the news on Twitter. It seems that the sale uh, definitely involves some of the Warner Brother interactive games, but not all of them. There's currently no information on what specific games will be sold and kept. So fans of the studio titles will have to wait for more information. Um, so, we do know that Warner brother Games Montreal has recently delayed Gotham Knights. Um, but with that being said, this is a really big deal. It says the sale, uh, this was on Twitter, it says the sale includes some Warner Brothers, uh Interactive Games and Warner Brother Games, uh, just total. I guess Warner Brother Interactive slash Warner Brother Games, but not all. The sale does not, or does include, wow, the sale does include DC Comics Discovery. Uh, through the new ventures and now effectively co-owns DC Comics with Warner Brothers Studios. Rooster Teeth is actually part of this deal as well. So this is a really big sale. Um, and what this could possibly mean is that some of these games could be sold off. Or some of these studios could be sold off to big companies like Xbox and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would be a very big Uh, Beneficiary buy from either one of these studios. So with Microsoft already sweeping the games industry buying some of the studios that they're buying um, PlayStation really needs to look into this You know what I'm saying as a in a strategic way if they're wanting um, If they're wanting to do a real big eSports thing because they just they purchased um, you know not only did they purchase a lot of, you know, different fighting games and all this other stuff, but they uh, purchased um, Evo, Evo. My, bl- my, my brain was kind of blank there for a second, <laughs> but they bought Evo. So I think it would be the perfect opportunity for them to try to, if if NetherRealm Studios came up um, as a purchase uh, purchasable studio, they would need to sweep in and get that. That would be the perfect thing um, for them to have... Like how big of a deal would that be to have Mortal Kombat as an exclusive on on PlayStation? Be huge. Same exact thing with you know if Xbox came in and bought Rocksteady and had you know Batman and all these other games exclusive yep. on their on their console. So we need we need to really watch out for this because this could be a huge another really big game changer in the industry as a whole um, with all the games that they have. Um, I mean Rocksteady is just an overall. Um, madhouse of a studio just in general, but there's a ton of different Warner brother game studios, like take two interactive as well. That's all the Lego mm-hmm. games, Yep. you know? Um, so we don't know what games uh, are going to be up for sale, what studios are going to be up for sale. But when we do know, we'll let you know. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you informed. All right. So speaking of something that is um, going to be wild the Chivalry 2 open beta date has been confirmed. Chivalry 2 is just such a fantastic freaking game. Um, well, Chivalry is was a fantastic game, and it was exactly what I wanted from a first person medieval style game. Well, I've talked about this on the podcast for many years. Yes, yes, you um, have. I've like how I wanted the Call of Duty and like the medieval era and whatever else. Um, I think the first Chivalry was actually produced by. Um, Um, Or published by Activision, but uh, this time around I think it is just uh, um, an independent uh, uh, Developed straight out of the box game. So um, I'm very excited for it Uh, The the open beta will start just in over a week. It starts May 7th on PC PS4 PS5 Xbox one Xbox Series X and S It says Xbox Series X players will be able to give the game um, a try ahead of launch, kicking off at 11 a.m. The open beta will last until June 1st. The beta uh, will test Chivalry 2 crossplay features, meaning the players will be able to play each other uh, platform versus platform. So um, I'm very excited about this. I will definitely be checking it out. Um, It seems I'm going to be downloading it on my Series S first. Um, But I am just overjoyed it says console players should take note that the playstation players won't require playstation plus subscription to join in xbox players will need to subscribe to xbox live gold in order to play the open beta additionally pc players should keep in mind that the open beta will take place on the epic game store rather than the steam store or any other pc platform um but this game It's just great. Um, When I played it the first time, it was a little rough around the edges. Um, uh, And uh, when I'm talking about Chivalry 1, it was a little rough around the edges, but it was just overall fantastic. It was such a a joy to play. It was so cool to have all these other dudes on our team running in and like storming a castle and all this crap. It was just crazy. Uh, But then the announcement of Chivalry 2, there's all kinds of updates coming. There's new brawls. There's new uh, larger maps um, uh, larger events that you can play in. Uh, the game releases June 8th for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox one, Xbox series X and S. So, um, I, I'm just overjoyed to play it. I can't wait to play it. And hopefully I'll be able to share my opinions on the, uh, on the podcast very soon. So, when we're talking about first person experiences bolts yo th- there's just overall yeah there's always some games out there that just stick with us that i mean it really just hone in that f- what a first person experience is all about
0: yeah and, and and honestly your first your as uh, for you it's doom oh
1: yeah yeah no question <laughs> but another one that holds up when it comes down to gore and scare tactics and all this other stuff Is Dying Light Two, and uh, they just released a Q and A part two. So I think you wanted to share some thoughts about that, didn't you?
0: Yes, I did. So um, Dying Light Two, the second episode of the uh, of the AMA video reveals some new details about Dying Light Two. A lot of people had questions about um, like the two different factions. Um, if there's going to be any, uh, existing characters from the first game and so on and so forth. So, um, let's just get right into it. Dying Light 2 developer Techland has released a second AMA video, um, de- uh, dedicated to answering questions about the upcoming game. Um, the highlights, um, the, the highlights, new details, a very, a variety of areas, including what fans expect from Dying Light 2 characters, story, open world events, and so on and so forth. Uh Techland has officially confirmed that there will be no returning characters from the first game. So, uh, depending on how you ended the first one, you possibly thought that Crane could be back, but apparently he's not. Yes. Um I don't know if you played all the way through the first one.
1: Um I didn't play all the way through it, but I sat down a couple weeks back and watched somebody play through yeah, it. Yeah, I was so. gonna say
0: there, there's basically two decisions what you could do yeah. and so on and so forth. Um as Dying Light 2 takes place 15 years after the original, um, and isn't dependent on players being familiar with the first Dying Light game. That's cool.
1: That's that's a cool thing. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they're gonna have some type of like, you know, videos of-
0: Oh, I'm sure there'll be like notes and side missions like bring oh, up the yeah. first one and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um this the decision absolutely makes sense. However, the two games still take place in the same world. Um and like I was saying before, depending on how you ended the first game. I bet you this world will be affected in a different way. Oh, yeah. Um, the Dying Light cast may not return in the flesh, but, uh, but uh, Kyle Crane will still be mentioned and his decisions may still affect how Dying Light 2 plays out. Great. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. The go- uh, Dying Light 2 does not feature recruitable NPCs, which means you can't have them run around missions with you. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the global relief effort will be appearing in the new game, mostly in the form of fr- uh, free roam events, um, of which there will be a lot of. Um, associate producer Julia has stated that there will be far more open world events in Dying Light 2 than there were in the first game, but well, that's good. Yeah. Um, it gives you, it just makes the world more life. Exactly. More, you yeah. know, the living world will have encounters scattered throughout it, of course, but players will also be able to explore brand new locations, including the GRE quarantines and dark places. And I'm guarantee you those dark places are just going to be full of shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, each of which will contain more random events and dynamic encounters. Uh, the uh, the anime also touched on the game's two main factions, the Peacekeepers and the Survivors, um, and how players can expect to interact with them. Uh, despite, despite the name, the Peacekeepers are a military regiment, um, that wants to kill as many affected as possible while the ominous sur- sounding survivors are community focused and prior ways adapting to the new world above anything else. Yeah. Um, working with the survivors may be a better idea as doing so will grant players extra equipment that can be used to traverse Dying Light 2's enormous open world. So you'll be able to get you know zip lines and grappling hooks I, I bet you if you work with the survivors a little bit more. Um, a third faction the Renegades uh, will come into conflict will come into to conflict with players no matter what though players will have to, will have multiple options for dealing with them so basically you got the good guys the somewhat good guys and then the bad guys yeah. you know um, by far the biggest reveal came when uh, Julia addressed the ending of dying light the first one yeah uh, where Kyle Crane has the option to either detonate a nuke to destroy Harran and the virus with it or kill the mother become infected, and flee, thus becoming a carrier for the virus. Celia also said the outcome of the original game will play a huge part in the events of Dying Light 2, which doesn't bode well for Crane, of course. Um, the new hero, <laughs> Aiden Cat, uh, Caldwell, already has an advantage over Crane in the in the uh, develop character characterization department. Um, if, as fans theorize, Crane is responsible for the current state of the world, uh, the hero will definitely become the villain. So um, there's just a that, that's just a small tidbit of exactly what was revealed in the AMA. Um, and the more and more they release, the more and more excited that I become.
1: It's hard not to get excited.
0: Man, I'm so ready to just to run, hop, skip, jump, and fly, bro.
1: I'm telling you, because it, it honestly, each time they talk about this game, it feels like not only is it going to be a um, just an open world wild ride it it honestly it just feels like the world is going to be exactly what they said it was going to be it's going to be this open lie uh, alive world that is constantly changing that depending on the decisions that you make is like how the world will actually be affected so if you like what he showed us in 2019 if you know, you side with this faction depend, uh, compared to this other faction. The mm-hmm. world can be completely different.
0: And let me tell you something. When I first play this game, the first thing I will do in everything in my power is to go drain that freaking water so I can see what zombie with the spikes is coming <laughs> out of the damn ground, not even playing. Yeah,
1: I remember he was like, <laughs> I, I'm not actually supposed to even talk about that yet. But um, it, it just looks like it's going to be such a wild ride, man. I mean, I'm so excited for Dying Light too. Um over over the next you know few months, hopefully we're going to get some more A and As. And whatever. of course,
0: I think we're going to get huge, huge display at E three. I
1: really hope so, man. I, I, I really do.
0: Yeah, I, I guess that's more of a hope than I think we will. So yeah, because I, I,
1: I talked about it in an article I, I published today and said you know at E three there could be a possibility of us you know seeing gameplay and also. Um, you know the possibility of any type of buyout announcement getting announced or whatever, which I think they've kind of shut that down and said, you know, at this time the the game is still being developed for you know multiple consoles. But who knows? the 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 games industry is changing every single day, so it could be a exclusive on one of these consoles in the long run. Yep. So, um, speaking of exclusives, bolts, we got some more Xbox news. The next two topics. <laughs> Well, you know, Xbox, um,
0: uh, a, a few months ago made a huge purchase of, of Bethesda and, and all of that wonderful jazz that happened. Yeah. Um, so Xbox executive let slip that a new Fallout game may be in development. Um, and this is huge, very huge because of on, on the brink of what Fallout 76 is. And of course the small talk that Starfield may be released this year, which still blows my freaking mind. Um... A, a a possible fallout game game is in development which i think 100 it is yeah um i think fallout 4 um was was made many 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 moons ago um and it's it's time for a for a new story driven fallout game you know and i, and I really want to know where they're going to go because they've really stuck to the east coast the commonwealth you know west virginia the old like 13 colonies region mm-hmm. i wonder if they venture off somewhere else you know what i'm yeah. saying That'd be nice. So, um, I mean, I, I mean, I of course they went to Vegas and stuff like that, you yeah. know. So it would was, be
1: great to see a Bethesda, Obsidian, Fallout. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, like, both 100%. Of the companies working together since man, that, the that, that shit would be huge. Oh, man, it would be huge. Yeah.
0: The, the, the original, the original from the Fallout, the top down Fallout oh, games yeah, with bro. the present, yeah. And then what they did with the Outer Worlds was was absolutely amazing, and yeah. it would just all come together. Yeah. Anyways, it's no secret that the bigger the develop, development company, the more difficult it can be to keep secrets under wraps. Rumors about upcoming projects can be juicy nuggets that keep the gaming world guessing. Um, and Bethesda is no stranger to it. Just recently, rumors began to fly about a possible release date for its upcoming space RPG, Starfield. Once again, uh, Starfield—if it comes out this year, I will be completely shocked.
1: I'll be jaw jaw dropped I because mean, it's just on the floor. Because you know, it mm-hmm. was
0: just a couple years ago. That it was announced at QuakeCon, you yeah, know? And yeah. it was just a title. Yeah. And, and it just it, brought it up. Yeah. So but anyways, now it looks as though someone may have dropped the ball about a possible new Fallout game. Um interview conducted a few days ago. Uh Mr. Becker, Xbox head of gaming services, spoke about the upcoming projects, including new IPs, uh, while throwing out a number of examples, such as Halo and Forza, of course. Uh Becker Becker also dropped the name Fallout into the mix. Nothing more was said about it. In fact, it seems as though it was gl- glossed over. So, at its early stage, it's impossible to tell, to tell whether this is referring to a new game in the series. Now, if that's the case, um, which, like we said, we honestly believe a Fallout game is already being in the, it, being talked about in the early stages of development, if not kind of uh, put the foot in the door. Um, but, once again, with, with Starfield uh, apparently rumored earlier than suspected... Um,
1: Follow game, come on, bring it on! Yeah, I'm excited. I'm saying, bro, I'm I'm super excited. I mean, and you know, there's, um, you know, rumors are rumors. You know, you can always swing off of rumors, but I mean, when they're talking about new IPs, um, you know, you you can't just you can't just line it out and be like, oh, well, he was just mentioning it because they they own exactly, exactly. He's obviously. You know, either seen it or heard that it was in development. I'm sure that with him being, the, you know, head of Xbox Game Services or whatever, I'm sure he's he's already, you know, witnessed it with his own eyes. Right. But um, this is a really big deal. Um, as a Fallout fan, I'm super excited. Um, you know, Fallout 76 has come a long way, but I really hope this next Fallout is back to basics um, with it just being a, you know, a true RPG-style game. Open world M- explore, Maybe yeah. the possibility of being able to play co-op with a friend or two. Um, open world, um, and, uh, and, and... See, that's what I think a lot of
0: Bethesda titles miss, is that two-player co-op. Yes,
1: bro, I'm telling you, you. Going into Skyrim together. God, oh, my God, yes. Going into Fallout 4. They have PC mods that people have been able to do this with yeah. and stuff, and it's been, you know, crazy fun, but it's just... It's like, you know... It would—it's such a missed opportunity to not have the ability of being able to traverse these worlds and you know discover all the lore and all the crazy secrets and stuff in this game with a friend, yeah, just dude. you know a singular friend.
0: One hundred percent. It would just 100%. be great.
1: I'm telling you right now, if if. Uh, if Starfield is like this big open universe, open world style game, and they have some type of co op, you and me are jumping into that thing. Who day are you won. telling, bro? No question. Pants
0: down and let's go.
1: Uh, and speaking of Starfield, bolts, what about it? What's the next topic about? Well, since we're talking about, you know, Xbox <laughs> exclusives,
0: you know, this always brings a, 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 a shiny, a shiny spot in my eyeball. When we talk about Xbox and in the in the, in the few exclusives that we do have, <laughs> uh, one of the video game players most highly anticipated of gaming releases is Bethesda Starfield. Yet, due to the team behind Starfield announcing the game so early, much regarding it has been left to speculation and, of course, rumor. Uh, that's only grown um, more and more uh, true with Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda. Of course, the largest issue being confusion over what platform Starfield will now s- will be supported on. It seems that the decision has been made. However, as multiple reports claim, Starfield will be an Xbox ex- console exclusive, uh, which is freaking huge. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, unfortunately, Sony, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Sony will get it at some point um, because a lot of Microsoft's exclusives don't stay exclusive. And I when I say that, of course, we know Gears will stay, Fable will stay, and of course, Halo will stay. But you know, at one point you had, um, you know, like Mass Effect was a, you know, was a was an Xbox exclusive. Bioshock. You know, so Bioshock was the same way. So um, I, I can see something like this, especially with Bethesda, um, you know, with cohorts with Microsoft. I, I just, I, I, eventually it will go to a, to the other consoles. I,
1: I would be honestly, bro, I, I'm, I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be on the different playing field for me i would be shocked if this went outside of the xbox pc realm really uh, honestly um Game Beast, switch? Je- uh, no no uh, i i think because jeff grubb is is a, a pretty i mean he 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 knows his his shit you know what i'm saying and he stated starfield will be an xbox uh pc exclusive period this is me confirming that later this day ign um uh ign's martin median uh, shared a similar message on Twitter stating that Starfield is going to be a PC and Xbox exclusive. And I think, honestly, and I'm not even looking at these insiders, you know, or people that know right. people in the company right. or whatever, think about the scope of, of what Starfield is, is supposed to be. And I, I mean, you, you know, you, you you just think about it, and they said, I remember when they talked about Starfield at first, they said it was going to be their largest game, you know, to date. Yes. And, and Microsoft and Bethesda have, have always had this really good, um partnership and really good relationship. And I mean, you know, I can see Microsoft letting a game like Elder Scrolls six being on, you know, PS4, you know, after you know, five right. months or something right. like that. But Starfield is a new IP, you know, it's not already existing, and I would honestly be shocked if this game was not an Xbox PC. You know,
0: I'm sitting here thinking about Starfield and when we saw it at QuakeCon, you know, was seventeen. E3. Was it was it E three?
1: Yeah, because it was first announced. That's no, really, maybe it was at QuakeCon. I don't remember.
0: Okay, it was w- one of the two. Anyways, you know it's funny that I sit here and say we haven't heard hide and hair about anything about Starfield Nothing. since that title. So it kind of says you sit here and you think and be like, okay, since the release of that, just the title drop of that name, how long has this Xbox and Bethesda partnership? has been going on. Oh I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, the talks yeah. about it because because Microsoft could have definitely gone to Bethesda and be like, hey, let's let I want to purchase this and this on blow and blow. Uh-huh. And and they're like, don't release anything of this game because we want an exclusive on this console. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Totally. So agree. that's absolutely hmm. I didn't think about that until Yeah,
1: this I mean I, I just I would honestly just be it, it would be um, I don't think it would be in Microsoft's best interest to release it on another Oh, no, console. me neither, bro. You I know, hope it stays um, on Xbox and that's where it and, and, and 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 honestly, to say, you know, that's the reason why I got the Series S. You know, like, it looks great. It plays great. I've had no issues with it. I've had no fidelity issues with it. I mean, bro, like, if I can play, you know all the Bethesda games I want to on my Series S, I'm going to be happy, bro. Absolutely. I'm going to be happy and especially with uh, like them pretty much already confirming that all these games that are coming um to Xbox that are exclusive or whatever are going to be on Xbox Game Pass day one. Yes, sir. You know, so like why why would you not own <laughs> That's for damn sure Xbox? for damn um, sure. So, uh speaking of uh tremendous events and whatever um 80s Action Heroes are coming to Call of Duty actually as of the 19th or tonight possibly. I don't really know. I think it's dropping maybe at midnight. This this uh Heroes pack. So this Heroes Pack is uh is probably I think one of the largest um packs that they've done outside of a new season starting. Um so it's really crazy uh, to me that this that this game is is growing the way that it's growing. I mean, every single time you get online, you see something else, you see some other crazy expansion or some other huge new announcement that's coming to the game, and and it just makes me excited to play Call of Duty over and over and over again. So, in this uh, you know '80s action heroes pack. Um, or update. Uh, Warzone is getting uh, new themed locations and side missions. So, uh, Nakatomi Plaza is coming to Warzone. Nakatomi Plaza is, of course, the infamous plaza or tower from uh, Die Hard. Um, the Survival Camp, which is a themed area from um, Sylvester Stallone's Rambo. Uh, CIA Outpost, which I guess is the same type of thing as well. There's new loot. There's a new uh, action-themed loot table. Um, There is a new time mode called Power Grab. Um, New multiplayer maps, uh, Standoff 6v6. Standoff is coming back uh, to uh, Call of Duty, which is going to be fantastic. Um, Multi-team Duga is coming as well. Um, New modes, Die Hardpoint, Rambo's Gun Game, Action Hero Mosh Pit, uh, new challenges, medals, and rewards, as well as new bundles. So there's a tracer pack called the Die Hard Operator Bundle, limited to time. So this is my thing. They didn't show John McClane in the um they didn't show John McClain actually in the trailer. So I don't know if they're just gonna theme one of the previous operators to look like John McCain right. or something like that. You know, I'm I'm sitting there, I was sitting there thinking, I was like,
0: man. You know, if you sit there and you just think of all the 80s action stars, mm. anywhere from Bruce Willis, of course, to, you know, Stallone and Schwarzenegger themselves. Yep. I mean, you have Kurt Russell. Yeah. You know, Snake Blitzen. You know he what I'm is, saying? Bro. You know, um, Mel Gibson from the Lethal Weapons. Yeah. Hell, Jean-Claude Van Damme. For Jean-Claude out loud. Van Damme. It's just, it's crazy. Chuck Norris, if you yeah. want to throw and him off in there. You
1: can't forget Arnold Schwarzenegger, bro. I mean... Uh, I said that. Did you say Schwarzenegger? Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah,
0: yeah. And if you really want to push it, throw Harrison Ford off in there. Yeah, bro. As Indiana oh, Jones. Yeah, yeah. You know, Dol- uh, Dolph... Uh, uh, what's his... Uh, Dolph Lugden. Is that Who? his last name? Uh-huh. You know... The, the Russian that oh you know, yeah bro killing me bro yes bro um hell, hell it, it would be really great fucking steven seagal uh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he has you like uh
1: he has like a police uniform for like his new right, right job. it would just
0: man, there, there would be some great characters I, of course i'm not a big war zone guy by any means mm. but if they're gonna release 1980s action heroes the list is just dynamite, yeah. man. Well,
1: and you know, this is the good thing about Call of Duty now is that all of your progression uh, goes across the board. So it goes through Black Ops Cold War, goes through Warzone, and I, I even think it goes possibly through Mobile if you connect it. Um, but like I said, it's it's going to be great. I'm going to buy these two bundles: the Die Hard bundle and the Rambo bundle, either tonight or tomorrow. Um there's new weapons coming to the game, baseball bat, the AMP uh 6 uh or AMP 63, the ballistic knife is coming to Warzone. Um and uh new main quest in a zombie outbreak, uh new intel, new limited time mode called Crank 2 and a new world event called Orda uh encounter. So um I mean, this is honestly like a new season. Um we're getting a, a brand new update. It would be great if just in the area where Nakatomi Plaza is, it was snowing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like when yeah. you got close to that area, it got real dark. That, started would, yeah, and stuff. That, would that would be, be cool, fantastic.
0: That would definitely be cool.
1: Um, but yeah, so th- this pack is going to be available in not just Cold War, but also in Warzone. And there's going to be a mobile event, uh, dual-wielding gun blazing mode um, for this pack. So... Very very excited, um, and the John McClane pack. It says right here, John McClane will be available via the Die Hard bundle in Black Ops Cold War uh, and the Warzone store, starting May nineteenth at nine p.m. to June eighteenth at nine p.m. This bundle includes a legendary operator, a finishing move, three legendary weapon blueprints, one tactical rifle, uh, two SMGs, and one assault rifle, a legendary calling card and emblem, an epic watch and an epic weapons charm. Uh, Note, Rambo and John McClane are brand new Call of Duty operators. These are not skins for previously released operators. So that, uh, you know, what's bad is that I put this in the in the article. I was like, I really hope John McClane is actually coming to the game. I obviously did not read the entirety of the PR uh, release, but <laughs> that's that's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm very, very excited about that. Now, this is my only thing. I'm guessing they got a voice actor to do John McClane's voice or use audio bits or something like that. Because like the only person that you can even really hear or see on the trailer is just alone. So oh, yeah. I don't know if they actually got, um, if they actually got the man himself, uh, Bruce Willis to do any type of voice work for it. Uh, I'm guessing not, but the Rambo pack, um, it says highly decorated SOG soldier. John Rambo is offered uh, one more mission. The operator will be available in the Rambo bundle pack. This bundle pack will include the operator. Two finishing moves, including the usage of a signature bow and arrow, three legendary weapon blueprints, an assault rifle, LMG, and knife blueprint, and a legendary calling card and emblem uh, with an epic watch and charm. So definitely getting this um, because I use M16 um, uh, uh, a ton or m sixty. A ton in the game, and I'm guessing this is an M60 Blueprint, so I'm very, very excited. And I know, as what you said, you're not a big Warzone player. I really do wish you would pop in Warzone with me every once in a while. Just either Battle Royale <laughs> well, or even Plunder. What, uh,
0: yeah, but y'all play so late, I'm already in bed Well, by bro, time.
1: I've been playing super early. I told Elvin, I'm done playing at like 11 o'clock at night, dude. Like, <laughs> I gotta start going to bed early. I gotta, you know, so 7 o'clock... You know, I'll play for like an hour, yeah. two hours or so. If I stay up late doing any game, it's if, usually if an RPG. If you get on
0: there and you see me, invite me and we'll go from there. Okay, cool.
1: Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. And just like what Bolt said, him and me are both like real big 80s action movie They're Some of the
0: best, man. They're cheesy as hell, but they're so <laughs> I'm great. I'm
1: telling you, bro. And Rambo is just uh, phenomenal. But it's really cool. They're bringing, uh, uh, you know, uh, Nakatomi Plaza uh, to the game, uh, there's all different types of stuff coming. And I really did not expect um, for there to be, um, you know, updates to uh, zombies in the game. But I'm going to tell you what, Bolts. I mean, they got Rambo looking <laughs> I know, <laughs> uh, ridiculous in this game. But it, it just looks fantastic. I'm super, super excited for what is coming in this pack. And I mean, just the fact that this just goes to show that Activision... People can hate on Activision as much as they want for whatever reason. But Activision, um, uh, let's say, you know, in the Call of Duty aspect, really listens to their fans, bro. Oh, they I do. Mean, 100%, you know, man. The fact that most of this stuff all comes out as, like, free new updates and stuff like that um, is great. The battle, the battle Pass is not expensive. Now, where it does get expensive is when you do start spending... Most of your, you know, income on, you know, bundle packs and whatever else, you know, you know, the 2,400 COD points is a total of like 20 bucks. Yeah, bro. Um, Now, I don't buy many of them. Uh, Now, if it's a weapon that I really think that I can use, I'll buy one every once in a while. Um, But um, they're just, uh, you know... Overall, Call of Duty this year has been great, and I really cannot wait to see what's coming next. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited about the
0: the new World War II coming out, man.
1: Okay, so that is our topics for the night. Our ending discussion, we're going to talk about Legendary Edition. The Mass Effect Legendary Edition is the game all it is uh, hyped up to be. You know, a lot of people put a lot of hype around this Legendary release of the uh, Mass Effect series, so um, bolts. Yes, we're gonna start with you, uh, and then what I'm about gonna me? add in on uh, my thoughts. All right,
0: um, as everyone has as ha- well known by now, Mass Effect: The Legendary Edition came out last week. Um, of course, it is com- it, it, it is a complete remaster of the first, second, and third game, um, and first and foremost. They, as far, I haven't played the second or the third part of the, I mean, third game yet, so I don't know, I don't. I can't really see the difference between the, the second and the third one, but as far, as far as the first one goes, 100%, one of the best remasters I've ever seen. I'm telling um, you. Um, if anybody remembers the first Mass Effect on 360, um, and, and, and don't get it twisted, that, that game on 360 was, was a gem, um the the way they designed the game, the developed game, the the decision making, the conversations, the 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 ex, the exploration of what what what's their face, bro?
1: Just I'm looking at this video of the original. West oh yeah. Like scrolling um, over left and right. The
0: exploration of the whole of the, of of the systems of the nebulas of the galaxy, basically. Um, you know, they added different part. They, you know, they put new stuff into this into the Legendary Edition that they didn't have in the first one. Um, and it's just one hundred percent overhaul, and it is glorious. Yeah. You know, that first that first mission when you're on Eden Prime, um, you know, the the, the 360 version was just it was there. Yeah, um, it was a great game and. But man, when you're when you're rolling around at Eden Prime, and then you and and when you first get off your ship, you go down the hill and you go to the right to get that that um, that crate that's off in the back corner in the water, and you just look at the water, just look at the water. Yeah. And we we say that a lot. It's just water. No, it's not just water. It's water. <laughs> it looks like water. It feels like water. Yeah. Um. It's just everything, I mean, so many, and, and, and they just did a huge update to the to the game itself just mm-hmm. the other day, yep. you know, so even though they, they, they released it, and of course, and, and they're going to make continuously to make graphic and visual and um, gameplay and sound updates all the time between yeah. fixing this and that and this and that, and it's just, I'm just in straight all man, I really am. Um, and this comes from one of the biggest Mass Effect guys that you'll ever meet. Um, if you include this playthrough of the first one, this is my 17th playthrough um, of the first game. Um, ridiculous. F- yeah, um, I'm, I'm 20 hours into it. I've only I, I just now got to Sony. Um, I'm I'm exploring the planets. I'm I'm just reliving reliving the masterpiece that Mass Effect is, and this remaster has done it justice to the fullest. It is amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, let me say this. I, uh, I've had my ups and downs with the Mass Effect series. Uh, Andromeda was not a favorite of mine. Uh, <laughs> it was
0: absolutely stunning to look at. I know. The I know. gameplay was great. Yeah. Um, but everything else was not there. Well, yeah.
1: We won't talk about that. We won't make it uh, a big topic about Andromeda. But what is great uh, about Mass Effect is the lore and the rpg elements and the the overall universe what i mean it's it's unbelievable um now i think that the first time that i played through um mass effect one um is a blur to me i know i played through it but i think i was just kind of uh back and forth back and forth you let me tell you what your
0: problem was the first one what the first four hours of that game is some of the longest hours of gameplay ever i agree because there's there's not much going on and it's just there trying to get to the to to the root of the game itself Mm -hmm. and once you get past through all that bullshit and then you finally get command of the normandy where you can go out into space that's where it finally picks up yeah
1: yeah i agree um because it, it really is, man. It's full of, oh, it's oh rough, my man. gosh, it, it is super rough. But with that being said, um, you know, I I just, I don't think I paid it enough attention. I was just like, all right, well, you know, this is a big game. Everybody's playing it. I'm going to play it. And I was like, you know, it was good. It was good. You know, uh, at the time it was, it was, you know, fantastic looking. But I'm going back through it now. And instead of going and jumping and doing all this other stuff or whatever, I'm doing a lot of the side quests. Um, and I'm really taking my time with the game. Yes. And I've been, like, talking to Bolts about it. Uh, we talked about it on Snapchat the other day, and I'm just, like, floored, bro. I'm just in the first game. I'm just on the edge, like, on the tip of the iceberg of what the entirety of this of this universe is. Now, I've, I've played through Mass Effect 2, like, three times. Played through Mass Effect 3, like, three times. And um, they were great games. But the fact that I can start from the first one, And really just embrace the universe and really play it the way I want to. And I'm going to be able to just easily merge into the second one. Easily merge into the third one. And just have a different overall experience. Makes Mass Effect, to me, one of the greatest series to ever be created. You know, I I have such a bigger and better respect for the game now. Since I've really just sat down and soaked my time and, and effort into this game. And, um... I just, I feel like a, a waste of a gamer because I'm like, why did I not do this the first go around? Why did I just kind of skip through this like this was just some random game or something? And it's wonderful, bro. I mean, even the small subtleties, like you know the the you know I was trying to explain it to Dara and and I was trying to explain to her, you know, she was like, some of the voice acting kind of sounds a little rough. It and is. I told her, I said it is. I said, but you got to remember, this game came out in 2007. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, that was, you know, th- what, 14 years ago. Yeah, so, in 2007,
0: this this was top of the line at that point. It was top
1: of the line. So, just the fact that that um, I, I sat down and just kind of explained to her, I was like, listen, you know, this, is, this isn't your run-of-the-mill RPG. You know, this isn't something that, you know, oh, well, I, I, I'm going to go do the side quest and see something crazy or whatever. Every decision that you make in this game will not just affect your team but affect the story it affects the story
0: it affects your team it affects your
1: character yeah your appearance
0: you just everything and, and it's it's one of those things that every side mission every mission that you do has some kind of backstory attached to it mm-hmm. you know it's it's whenever you get to um you said what what mission are you on right now you're on the asteroid mission
1: i'm on the asteroid okay
0: now, the, the, now this mission, for people who haven't played it, you just have to deal with it and listen. Um, this this mission right here, it was actually DLC that was added later to Mass Effect, not the original DLC, okay? Because cause, cause it involves an alien race that you don't meet until just now. Yeah. Okay? Now, when you first open up Mass Effect, you can create your character. You know, Earthborn, Colonist, Spacer, Roofless, War Hero, so on and so forth, okay? Yeah. Um, I choose Roofless um because that's just who i am i'm i'm the guy that goes in and gets the job done no matter what the consequences are
1: well, for some reason i chose soldier <laughs> and no I'm, no no i just irritated it, anyways so either way yeah
0: yeah no i'm sorry um so i chose ruthless and now the backstory of roof, ruthless is i went to this planet i went to this system and basically wiped out all these all, all of these um these enemies and whatnot, including some of my some of my guys, but you know what? I got the job done. Now the backstory of that re- ultimately reflects who you are. It can it can ultimately reflect who you are on the asteroid mission because when you face the main person that's trying to send this asteroid into this planet, he's a Batarian, and. <laughs> And and on the planet that you went and wiped out all these people, you wiped out a shit ton of Batarians. That's why the asteroids going where to to draw out Shepard, so on and so forth. It's so great how everything ties into one another, how everything ties in at some point. And and I strongly suggest I know we're talking about the video games or whatever. If you've never, if you're a reader and whatnot, if you haven't read the books that come with the game, mm-hmm. you need to go read it because like the first the first book talks about Captain Anderson and Saren. Mm-hmm. Okay, their first encounter. Because, of course, Captain Anderson was supposed to be the first human specter. Yeah. Okay, but of course, Saren fucked that up. Yeah. And that whole book is about why. Really? Yes. It's hmm. so good. It's so good. There's so much lore. And like I was saying, the, at each side mission, each mission, every single bit of game has a, has a connection of every other part of every other game. Yeah. It's so great, man.
1: Well, I'm gonna have to check it out, uh, the book as a whole. But my overall experience is just, um, for the game is, I don't know, man. It, it's. Yes. I'm just in love with it. Yes. bro. I'm in love with it, and I mean it looks fantastic on PS5. I've, have uh, I think it's. Uh, I'm using favorite quality, which is, um, 60 frames per second. Um, 60 frames per second at 4K. Um and uh it's just <laughs> that's what I went with too. I also
0: went with the frame rate instead yeah. of, instead of the graph. We'll
1: gra- see, you know, that this is the thing with like Xbox, for instance. Um Xbox uh 1X and Xbox Series S. It says when you fra- when you favor quality on Xbox 1X, you get 30 frames per second at 4K. If you mm-hmm. favor frame rate, you get 60 frames per second at 1440p. Now Series X It says up to, you know, up to 60 frames per second at 4K when you favor quality. Uh, When you favor frame rate, 120 frames per second at 1440p. So on PS5, if you it's literally, I don't understand this at all, but it says, I guess you can get 100% 60 or something on when you favor frame rate. Right. It says up to 60 frames per second at 1440p if you favor frame rate. So, of course, I chose quality. And I haven't had any type of issues with oh yeah, you know, no frame rate no, or anything. You, no, like you're that, not so. gonna
0: have any issues regardless. Yeah. Because remember, this game was made on the 360. So whatever is now yeah. you, the 30 frames per second on 1440p or 4K, it's gonna just roll. Well, and it says
1: too right here. It says players on PC can play up to 240 frames per second on supportive uh, refresh rate of up to. A, 240 hertz could you imagine i don't even know i don't even know what to think about that that just even thinking about 120 frames per second everybody's like i see everybody now every streamer is doing 120 frames per second and stuff and it's just like i'm I'm good with 60 right 60 is smooth like i'm good um so but that's just something we're gonna have to eventually get into you know uh 8k at 120 Uh, frames per second or whatever but um but, yeah, dude, it's just nuts, man. It's just nuts. Like, I'm upgrading my characters, uh, you know, promptly. Uh, every time I go through a mission or whatever else, I, I, I check and see where where my points are sitting. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly going to my equipment and seeing what equipment I picked up and seeing the upgrades. Now, I do have one question. Yes. And this is just something that's been, uh-huh. you know, the... Um, um, oh, my God. The add-ons that you can have to, like, your equipment and your weapons or whatever else. Can you have multiple, or can you only choose, like, one at a time? You
0: can choose one ammo and one, um, like... Uh, like if it's a shield. Upgrade or, or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah For like, say, say your assault rifle. Yeah. You can have... Cryer, um, uh Excuse me Like insti- cryo freeze, Cryo um, uh-huh. Ammunition And say so a hink sink Okay um, And you can do that With each weapon Okay um, Your armor You get one upgrade
1: Okay That's what I thought So like I was choosing it And I was like Why is it not adding Yeah but Now in Mass Effect 2 I don't really really remember Doing a lot In Mass Effect 2 and 3 Can you do Mass more? Effect
0: if Mass Effect 2 and 3 Your customization Of your weapon Is so much more in depth
1: Okay Okay good
0: because you for can nature. add a different barrel, a different handle, a, a sight, um, a different clip, uh, different ammo, so on yeah. and so forth. So, yeah.
1: I'm very, very excited for that. I'm yeah. Really, I'm,
0: I'm, I, I, I want to push through the first one so bad because, the se- the, listen, the second one, if anything, is probably one of my top games of all time. Top yeah. three um I, I i don't know i i'd probably put it at one just because of my my love and my fanfare for
1: yeah because the second one was just unbelievable the second the, sec- I mean, the f- third one was good no the, the third one was
0: the emotional roller coaster i've never had in my life but the third one brought that and everything else yeah it's the second one it was just so damn good
1: it, yeah. yeah i totally agree i mean it really was a good experience and. And I'm just floored by the visual um, aspects of this 100%, And there's a photo mode. There is
0: a photo mode.
1: (laughs) So I've been taking pictures left and right. I bet you have. Oh, man, I have been, (laughs) dude. Um, But I plan on playing it more tonight. I don't have to go to work until 8 tomorrow. So I do start back at work tomorrow. And uh, I'm excited to go back. At the same time, you know, I wish I had a little bit more time on vacation so I can dive into Mass Effect a little bit more. But either way um i don't know if you saw that picture i sent you the other day it was fantastic but it was the uh zoomed in face of commander oh Shepard. Yeah. his eyes were yeah. all big and stuff <laughs> he was talking to this guy and he was like "Well, tell me what you have for sale and i was like hold up i was like photo mode <laughs> zoomed in his eyes were all big i was like what the fuck are you doing Shepard?" but uh just overall man we're having so much fun playing the mass effect um uh legendary edition uh, and I had a ton of fun with Resident Evil as well. I'll be sharing my thoughts over that soon. Um, I cannot wait, cannot wait to talk more about this game um, in the long run because I I know I played through Mass Effect. I know I played through Mass Effect 2 and 3, but I'm starting to think now that I didn't play all the way through 1 um, because I did have a Red Ring issue with my 360 uh, yeah. originally. Yeah. Um, but I think when I played Mass Effect 2, I went through the little comic book thing that they had. The Genesis. The Genesis comic book. Yes. Uh, which was cool. But I don't think I've, I've played from, like, start to finish and made all these decisions. So I'm just so, oh, my God. I'm so excited to see. Man, when
0: you get to Vermeer, you got some decisions there, bro. <laughs> Cannot wait.
1: I just I will always, I've, I've talked about this so many times on the podcast, but I will always remember the day coming oh, home five o'clock in the out. afternoon Shut walking him into him the mouth. living room and Bolt is like i'm like what's up you're like shh, 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 just hang on real quick i'm like what are you doing you're like i'm playing mass effect two i'm like oh okay was it two no it was the third one it was the third one yes and i was like okay what are you doing and he's like oh i just you know did this mission and and i think i'm finally going to be able to see tally's face and i was like oh okay awesome and that was like your love interest right oh or was it? T- tally's my girl okay so uh there was a scene um, uh, of of Tally dying, and um, bolts We were just sitting there, and this big event happened, and and then just Tally just leaps off the side of this cliff, and I'm like, <laughs> "Bro, I was so." Oh my god, it was
0: because because she's going on in the story about her, about Geth, about the Quarions, about the whole life situation, and she's she's thanking Shepard. She's doing this, and all of a sudden she like. They're on. They're they're on the Quarian homeworld. She takes off her mask, and at that point, I'm like, I'm like Caleb, bro, bro, we're about to see your face. And and I put I have my control on the ground because I'm listening yeah. and I'm paying attention. And the arm gun, is she just drops off the cliff. And right when she drops off the cliff, you there they had the button on I on on Mass Effect three. We get like R one or R two to reach out for the hand, and I didn't see it and I didn't know it, <laughs> and I was so pissed. Oh my god, I was so bad. I was cussing at Caleb. Oh my oh, was god, ridiculous. bro.
1: It was wild, and that only happened because the choices that you made, right? Exactly. Oh my
0: God! Because depending on your renegade and your paragon, you can actually, because you had to at that time, you had to choose between the Geth and the quarions to go ch- to go fight the reapers in the in the and in you the mall. Well, yeah, because they're they're stronger. Oh, yeah. I didn't know I was losing tally. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. She's like thanks a lot. Exactly. So that's what i will talk about as far as Mass Effect three. My roller coaster road of emotions was.
1: Uh, Shin, chin, chin. It's gonna be amazing. And I know this is horrible for any Mass Effect fans. I do apologize. What is the other chick's name that's in Mass Effect three? All the tattoos and Jack. Jack. Yes. That's enough. Jack. Sir, yes, sir. I'm telling you. Woo. That a was my a firecracker, brother. i you, man. I actually saw on Twitter somebody did the they had the Mass Effect Legendary Edition like cover uh-huh. art and then replaced all the characters with Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is life. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. But anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Make sure to check us out at CineLinks.com for some of the latest and greatest geek news, movie news, and gaming news. Great content and great content creators right over at Centrelinks. And as I usually say at the end of each episode, make sure to head on over to Popple.co. Use the code SECONDOPINIONPRO to save 20% on your Popple. Popple is a great invention. There's all different types of way of sharing, easily sharing your social media uh, with just one tap to the top of an iPhone, to the middle of an Android. It is freaking fantastic. So head on over to Popple.co. Use the code SECONDOPINIONPRO to save 20% on your purchase And thanks for tuning in. Was that fun? Yeah. That was fun.
0: This was another opinionated episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Check out the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, iTunes, and CineLinks.com. Also, check out our YouTube channel,
1: YouTube.com forward slash Second Opinion Podcast for tons of gaming content coming soon.